Welcome back to Talking Lead. This is episode 41. Left hand, we're in another remote location, aren't we? Another undisclosed secret lair of uh, Clay Greenfield, the NASCAR truck racer. Yeah, we are here and he is getting ready for Talladega this weekend. And we've got our logo on our first NASCAR race. <laughs> our first car. It's kind of surreal. Our first NASCAR. Welcome yeah. to NASCAR, y'all. Thanks, man. It'll be fun. We, we appreciate you. We're going to go to Talladega and have a good run and hopefully uh, get all the exposure we can for Talking Lead, Clutch Defense, and Rescue Ranch. That's awesome. right. Looking forward. To, I think we've got a shot at it this weekend. Heck yeah. That's what I like to hear. Yeah, we, we were fastest in practice with this truck at Daytona and Daytona and Talladega for the you know people that aren't necessarily huge race fans. Daytona and Talladega are very similar racetrack. They're basically the same thing. And you take a special truck to race at Daytona and Talladega that you don't use at other racetracks. So we only get to race that one twice a year, and it's a good one. So is is our truck the same one you used? To yes, it's the same one from nice. Daytona. Nice. Yeah, and we had a shot at winning that race, but we had an electrical issue with the alternator wire. Yeah, I remember you telling me about that. Just a yeah. fluke kind of kind of deal early in the race. It just kind of took yeah, you out of it in the beginning. We lost five laps changing it and uh, went back out and drove right back to the front, but I was five laps down, so it didn't count. Dead gummit. <laughs> yeah. Well, well I just want you to know I double-checked that wire you told well, me. Well, I appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> Visually, I didn't touch yeah. it. <laughs> it looks pretty secure to me. Yeah. We're going to get a little bit more into Clay and his background here in a second. What'd you do with guns this week, left hand? Well, you and I. We went on a pretty, tandem. Pretty. Uh, we had a great road trip, didn't wild we? A little road trip, yeah. We went up to Knob Creek up in, up in Kentucky. Loaded up with uh, Sam and Gabe. Yep. And we headed up to Knob Creek. Yeah, it was uh, it was interesting. It was. I wish I we had more time. I, I do too. I do too. I think it's where the word Murica was, was invented. At that <laughs> knob, at, at that no, at the Knob oh, Creek uh, machine yeah. gun shoot, America was invented there. America it had to have been. I think I saw a couple of I tattoos. Like the whole time I was there, every machine gun that got shot, I just felt like going America. America, <laughs> by God, America. Oh, yeah. Love it. Well, that's, uh, it was interesting though. I, I had a, a good time, even though it was short. Yeah. Um, I think we got a, a pretty good idea of basically the goings on there. You know yeah. what, what they do. So next year or. They do it twice a year, right? Yeah, spring and fall. I believe. Spring and fall. So we'll try to get up to the next one and get a little more in depth with it. Of course, we had a little trouble because of the TV series or yeah, whatever they film up there. They've got a new show on CMT coming called Gun Tucky, and it's the owner of Knob Creek or owners of Knob Creek, and uh, they kind of had first rights of a lot of the the video footage. So they allowed us to film, but not really any of the shooting. And we had to do stuff in the background where no people were seen unless it was people that we were with. And right. It was, I mean, it wasn't it bad. Tough. They weren't jerks about it. But yeah. we, did get, we did get a little competition film in with our buddies from Nashville Armory. Yeah. Andrew, Andrew and, Sean. and Sean shot in the submachine gun competition. and it looked like they enjoyed it pretty well. I wanted yeah. to get out there and do it, too. Yeah. But. Well, we got to almost get out there with the camera and... Oh, yeah. yeah. We got some good good footage of it. Definitely did. And we'd like to thank our sponsors this week. ICE Training, ICETraining.us. We have All or Nothing Tattoo Company. That's allornothingtattoo.com and their gun-friendly gear store, strangleholdmerch.com. Holder and Green Professional Real Estate Services, HG Press, 1-800-615-1840, extension 2222. And we have us-elitegear.com. And if you enter the code TALKINGLED at checkout, you'll get a pretty nice little discount there. So don't forget us-elitegear.com. And they're having a nice Columbus Day sale, too, so check that out. Yep. And welcome to our newest sponsors, Clay Greenfield Race Team, yep, number 68, and Clutch Defense. ClutchDefense.com. And we're, exactly. you guys are going to find out more about Clutch Defense today and what they're all about. Hey, Ralph, simplified do or die, hold them high at 8th and I. It is time for the Talking Lead Jack Wagon of the Week, so brace yourself, baby. So this week's Jack Wagon of the Week, I, I may cry. because This, this is, is like the number two people that's disappointed you right yeah but sarah silverman she was just i i, I kind of like some of her well, stuff well no before that who was the other one i didn't think sarah silver um carrie jim carrie yeah he didn't disappoint me as much as this one this one is you were like, kind of you were it hit you hard I, this one hit me harder this one this band was like my college memories yeah but Pearl are you Jam. surprised this is another one i'm not surprised about. it doesn't i've never really i've always kind of ignored his politics because i love the music so much but eddie vetter the lead singer of Pearl Jam. Mm-hmm. Oh, you crushed me, man. That was like one of my top five all-time favorite You got a snippet? 
I, I don't have a snippet, but I've got the uh, quote here. Uh, basically, he came out with a video, and he made a couple of comments in there. He said, the fact that we're living in a country where 90% of the people want further gun laws, which, from all the real stats I've seen, that's not true. No. Uh, to maybe somehow put a dent in some of this insanity that's happening, and yet there's no further legislation taking place. It's very frustrating and upsetting. And he went on to say... He almost wish bad things upon these people. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And that was kind of like, wow, that was the gut blow that got me. And I'm hoping... Did he say almost or did he, he say almost? Oh, His, oh. The quote was, I almost wish bad things upon these people. Mm. And that, and then I'm, he went I'm on hoping, to say after that that he didn't, he didn't need to do that because bad things were happening to these people anyway. Right, you right. Know? Just because you're Which a gun is just owner and yeah, and I hope it's just ignorance and it's just a lack of education and experience with the firearms because I really like Eddie Vedder and their music. Well, you know what? It's it's a statement. But, he's just trying yeah. to make a statement. He, he's yeah, exactly. He's, he's showing his ass. But he is on the jack wagon train this week, <laughs> and I, I'll cry later and I'll get over it. But uh, what do you think about that, Clay? What do you think about Eddie Vedder? You know who the Eddie Vedder is? I am old enough to hear the okay. music on the oldies channel. Clay, <laughs> Clay is young, but there's way. another you guys, flow. <laughs> you guys that. that haven't seen our video which will be posted with this uh clay you're well you're ele- you're under 30 right you, you almost said barely, he's 11. barely I'm, so you're 20 something yeah I, I just had my first 29th birthday this year your first 29 yeah wow. exactly <laughs> you are young oh pearl jam on the oldies channel man ouch it's kind of true though you know there's there's one thing he said <laughs> hey, they, they even have their own uh, xm channel now too so oh, that, that's how they're staying current with they're the like young there with nowadays. rolling stones now yeah. so you got to be <laughs> around for what couple of decades before you get your own xm station yeah i think so there there was one thing he said though he said he was he was mad because there needs to be further gun control laws blah 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 and he said and yet there's no further legislation taking place well that's because they haven't proposed anything good i mean no most pro-gun people buy yourself a double barrel shotgun and go fire two blast is not good legislation well that's not legislation that's just an idiot but that's what they're i mean that's the kind of stuff they're trying to propose i mean it's just oh no they're trying to ludicrous they're trying to propose you know legislation where there's registration for people that went to the doctor and said hey i feel a little sad oh yo you're adjudicated mentally defective well no that's not the kind of stuff we need we need to come up with a system that can weed out those crazy people but that's going to be so hard to do and nobody's able to come up with anything that's why there's no legislation well, it's they just because when they do it, then they're going to have to bend on their, their thinking and their, their whatever. Let's not talk politics. Anyways, Crap. that's our Jack Wagon of the Week. Eddie Vedder, welcome to the Jack Wagon train. I think we'll throw him on the Honey Pot. The Honey Pot? Yeah. Honey Pot's a good thing. That's what I was going to call pot. our uh, your Honey, honey, your, honey hole, your Honey Holes where you, you find secret stashes of stuff, like ammo. Like this week will be the ammunition <laughs> Honey <laughs> Hole. ClutchDefense.com, that's your Honey <laughs> Hole. <laughs> that's your Honey Hole. <laughs> We've mentioned him. He's talked a little bit. Uh, our guest is... Clay, Clay Greenfield, Greenfield. NASCAR, 68 NASCAR race truck. With from the, the, I always forget, Camping World the Camping race World series. Race NASCAR Camping World Truck Series. Nice. Now, yeah. Clay, you're going to have to keep us straight on this because we, I mean, we'll admit it, we are not NASCAR guys. We know very little. I never would have guessed. <laughs> I, I tried hard. When I was in college, I managed a GNC in a certain town in, here in Tennessee. And Daryl Waltrip used to come in there often. And I recognized him from TV, but I, I mean, he would say, oh, did you watch the race? I'm like, honestly, sir, I just, I can't get into it. Yeah. And he tried every week. He'd come in, pick a race car, follow him through the whole race, and I could never make it through. I used to work at a certain airport in a town in Nashville. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. <laughs> and uh, we would taxi in, and we hangered Daryl Waltrip's airplane. Yeah. And the same thing. I mean, he would come in, and I'd ask him how the race went. I was like, oh, did you see it? Did you check it out? I'm like, yeah. Yeah, it was great. You did awesome. <laughs> He's like, a lot. I crashed. I, you know, I didn't make it three laps or something. I was like, oh, sorry. <laughs> I think you're dating yourself now if you talk to him when he was racing. Yeah, I think everybody knows. <laughs> I'm but an the, old the question here is, that have you been to a race live in person? No, I haven't. No. And everybody's well, told well, me well, you got to go. go to a lot. You'll instantly get into it. You That's know, when I was a kid, and actually going to Talladega is sort of a special place to me because that was where I saw my first NASCAR race. I think I was about eight years old, and at that time, baseball was the only thing in my world. Um, baseball and, and, and hunting, actually, and that was sort of you know what I thought about all the time. Went to Talladega, and my life changed that day. Well, I'm going to make it, my first it, it, one. It would have been a lot less expensive if I'd never gone there. Yeah, this now, is Saturday. Tal- is Talladega, that's the one they call Redneck Mardi Gras, right? Yes. Okay. 
that's where I want to go. <laughs> Redneck followed by any adjective you can think of. <laughs> that's that's, that's, go with that's it. my kind of place. <laughs> yeah. well, I'm going to get to experience uh, this weekend. I know. I'm, I'm glad I'm you're coming. I'm coming to your race, and you're getting me in the pits, right? Exactly. Sweet. That just sounds dirty. But Getting in the pits? Yeah. Stinky. Well, I'm not sticking my nose up his pits. <laughs> <laughs> So but, what, what what can we expect being that close to the race? What does it mean when you're in the pits? I mean, that, are we right there with the crew? And, yes, exactly. You'll be able to stand on the pit box if you like. I don't know. What's the pit box? The pit box is, uh, <laughs> that, that's the big toolbox in front of the pit stall that the crew chief sits on top of. And Okay, so I just kind of elbow him out of the way, say, move, son, that's my truck. <laughs> all, all, all he'll, he'll elbow back he just walked in you can ask him he'll punch me in the yeah. nose won't he <laughs> all clay's fans are going to be listening to this going why the hell did you go on these guys show they don't know anything <laughs> because that's the premise of our show is newbies you know we're we're new you know fairly new to the gun world and you know our fans follow us along on our adventures learning more about firearms in the firearms industry and that would be perfect for you to launch kind of a thing, too. And we, we can go along on the journey also as newbies to the NASCAR, NASCAR world. Talking rubber? No. Talking that, clutch. That go good. Yeah. Talking clutch. <laughs> kind of clutch defense, talking clutch. Yeah. How, how about talking the number 68 clutch? There you go. That, we're just going <laughs> to yeah, we'll just leave be, it at that. It, it won't be a NASCAR education. It'll be a number six edu- just, 68 yeah. education. Yeah. Just but, Clay but Greenfield. You, you know, that's one of the, the, there are a lot of things just like anyone new to, say, football, for instance. There's all kinds of stuff that goes on in football that, you know, someone that's never seen a football game before would be totally confused. Sure. And the same thing in, in NASCAR. So there's, there's a lot of unique rules and rules that change based on different situations and stuff like that. So right. it, it's a lot for new people to take in. Well, luckily, Barry's going to be there next to me. Barry's our graphic guy, uh, not only for the talking lead sleds, but also for the Clay Greenfield 68 car and people on that, the video. That is if we get him away from the party truck. in the infield. In the campground. <laughs> Does he like to do this? Does he like to party a little bit? I can imagine so. I don't know. He's pretty he's pretty into the racing, so I imagine he won't he won't miss the dropping of the flag, is that what they call it? Exactly. Dang man, look at w- that. W- waving the green in several different terms, but waving the yeah, he yeah. mentioned that uh earlier too. I didn't know what the hell he was talking about. So now you're fairly young. But he said he's gonna he's gonna school me on all that. How long have you been doing it? I have been racing since I was twelve years old. Really? So if my math is correct, that's about seventeen years. Wow. Yeah, that's pretty impressive. Like, did that's you start right. off? And... I started off in go karts at Clarksville Speedway, okay. and, and it was just sort of a, actually the whole catastrophe that started the situation. <laughs> I'm in. It was my neighbor got a go kart when I was a kid, and he uh-huh. let me ride it, and I fell in love with it, and I had to get a go kart, and then I was out in, in, in my parents' yard, and actually wore out. I made my own little racetrack in the yard, wore out the grass. They, <laughs> my mom would get so mad; it's ridiculous, <laughs> and. If your dad liked it, he didn't have to mow. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but. Um, you know, figured out I was pretty good at that, and so we found out about a go kart class at Clarksville Speedway, and I went and won my second race. Nice. And we did really well, won the championship the first year. Came in late in the season. There was only like three, maybe four races left, and the following year won the championship, and then went to Legends Cars and had a really big year. That one year I won fifty three out of eighty eight races. Legends Cars. That is a little um, little cars run on. I say little. They're about half size of what a normal car is they race on yamaha motorcycle engines okay and they're based off kind of got the nascar look to them no they're they look like um actually what it's patterned after is the first race cars that were ever in nascar like your 34 fords and oh yeah and sedans <laughs> okay, yeah. and coupes and cool it's a well, throwback uh, yeah exactly nice and, and they're really good training because they're they're pretty hard to drive because they're so light and they run on a really hard tire. It teaches you throttle. Is that management. a dirt track that you race those on, or is that you can? Hey, they do race they those do on both. dirt, but I raced on asphalt with the exception of one race. I raced on dirt, which I won by the way. The one dirt race winning is what gets you until in, until this year. I had my second dirt race. I didn't win that one. No, oh, that stinks. That's kind of what gets you hooked, though. It is the winning. Exactly. Makes you want to come back for more. So how, Maybe you should have lost more when you were younger. How did you... <laughs> <laughs> I would probably be a lot better off if I did. <laughs> how did you work your way up into the NASCAR truck racing? Well, I, I raced late models and was pretty successful with that. And then so the, the next step was obviously to, to get into NASCAR. And actually, my crew chief just walked in. Danny Gill gave me the... He owned a team at the time, and he gave me my first opportunity to race at Martinsville in the NASCAR Camper World Truck Series. And Nice sort of escalated from there and here we are how long have you been doing the nascar this will be my fourth year in the camper world truck series but i don't i don't get to race every race just um you know somewhere between five to eight races is about about what i've raced each year 
Now, are there other circuits that you race in outside of the NASCAR? I've, I've raced one nationwide race, but other than that, since I've been racing trucks, I, you know, put all my time and effort into the into the truck series. So I, I would love to be able to race other series, but just um, haven't had the opportunity. As far as guns go, how did you originally get into firearms? Aside from when we were selling crack when I was... Yeah, three, yeah okay. that, that's the one that we we we're gonna, so that's the after show. So, so, so you don't want me to tell that you don't want me to tell that story when my sure. when my grandmother gave me the gun. <laughs> you must come from an affluent uh, <laughs> neighborhood if they're selling crack. Yeah, yeah. no amphetamine. Um, actually, my my first experience with guns was my dad took me hunting when I was a kid, and of course I love that you know just being in the outdoors. And the first gun I ever shot was a four ten, and you know. It, when I was a little kid, they'd take me squirrel hunting and stuff like that. We'd, we'd use a 410, and then the, the first gun that was actually mine was a Winchester 20 gauge. Do still, you still have that? Yes, I do. Pump action? <laughs> <laughs> Say yes. Yes. <laughs> you, 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 you pull the trigger and it shoots. Yeah. yeah. It, it might be semi-auto. Uh, do you remember your first kill? Yes, I do. It was a squirrel. A squirrel? Yeah. And, and, and actually, we were, we were sitting on a log, my dad and I. I was really little, and the squirrel was off to the left, and I had to had to he didn't see it and i did and i turned the gun and pointed it with the barrel you know crossing right across his chest and <laughs> he, he, he sort of freaked out and uh shot and that was, that was so my first i'm kill. sure as soon as that happened he taught you the the golden rules of yeah. gun safety oh oh he already did and and <laughs> after he backhanded you <laughs> and, and, and and i knew he was safe he just didn't know he was safe <laughs> when it comes to pop culture and i know you're a busy guy and I've seen your work ethic. I mean, you're constantly in here working on this, and you've also got a, another company that you run. Yes, Asphalt uh, Company in Clarksville. Asphalt Company. And I don't think we mentioned you're a Clarksville boy, so, you know, yeah, hometown, local. Um, when it comes to pop pop With culture, a race shop in Murfreesboro, don't, don't ask me how that happened. <laughs> I was wondering the same yeah. thing, because he said you raced out of Clarksville. He said, we're going to meet in Murfreesboro. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> It's like Clark, an hour and a half. Murfreesboro. Yeah. Where's he from? My manager doesn't own a globe. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, there's a good deal down here. Yeah. Let's get it. In in pop culture related to guns, what's your go to, whether it's a book or a movie or a song? Video it's kind of your go your go to well, l- release. L- l- let me date myself a little bit here. Did you just say release? It's a- <laughs> yeah. Not that kind of movie. Since since, since you two have been dating yourself, I'll go ahead and date myself. Actually, um, the first movie I ever went to in a theater was Turner and Hooch. Nice. <laughs> so I'm going to go back to that one. Nice. I remember that. That's a good one. That yeah. was a good Big movie. slobbery dog. Tom yeah. Hanks. Which ties into the rescue ranch that we're supporting at Talladega this weekend. That's right. The we're, rescue uh, ranch out of Statesville, North Carolina. It's an affiliate of the, the Ryan Newman Foundation. They do all kinds of good things to help out dogs and all types of animals. Yep. Yeah, there's a nice little piece uh, that ESPN released not too long ago. It kind of gives a little high-level uh, deal on that. And we've got a little charity function coming up in uh, February that we're going to be telling everybody more about, too. So, And you're a, you're a dog guy yourself, right? Absolutely. I have a black lab, but my purpose in life is to keep him happy. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he pretty much runs the show. i got to ask. i got to ask, has he ever been in the car? No, he hasn't. Oh, dude, you gotta you gotta let him ride shotgun with you. Yeah, it's a little too loud and hot for him. He, 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 he's he's one of those. He acts like he's a tough guy. He pretends to be a guard dog, but he's he's a Do they, he's a wuss. He cowers. Watch this yeah. uh, NASCAR knowledge. Do they make a Hans device for a dog? I haven't seen one. I got one. I got one out there. But that is Hans. impressive. You knew yeah. what Hans was. Yeah, I don't Hans. know. Did you see that, that in the movie? Star Wars? Yeah. No, Did I, they show that in Talladega Nights? Is that? <laughs> I think that's what it was. <laughs> no, I used to listen to uh, Bubba the Love Sponge. Have you ever heard of him? I have. He's a big racer. And yeah. They talked about it. I don't know what it does, but yeah. <laughs> I just know it's something it, to do It the same. keeps your head attached when you have a wreck. <laughs> is that what it is? It, yeah. <laughs> keeps everything tightly together on your shoulders. Yeah. Nice. Is that what that big little rat... Uh, rail cages on your seat right there no I, I don't have a hans device here um that is actually just just part of the seat that keeps your head moving from side to side the hans oh. the hans device keep, mainly keeps you from going forward with your head and wasn't that kind of mandatory after the dale earnhardt thing yes that's actually when it became mandatory that technology was available before then but that was sort of you know the sport was different before the before dale's accident because it's sort of everybody had the the tough guy attitude that you know i'm a man this can't happen to me yeah, kind of like people who drive around and say, I don't need to wear a seatbelt. I've survived a bunch of wrecks because I didn't have my seatbelt on. Yeah, exactly. <coughs> and, and then after Dale's <coughs> accident... <coughs> I have no idea what he's talking about. After Dale's accident, for first of all, NASCAR stepped in and they made all kinds of safety, just like the, the seats that we have now. That was... It's a ton of 
you know, it's it's sad that it, it took that to, uh, you know, accident like Dale's to happen, but there's no sure. telling how many lives that Dale has saved since then because by that, that. Oh, yeah, yeah, by that yeah. happening just due to the, you know, the safety improvements that have been made. Yeah, because I know I've seen a lot of those wrecks just on ESPN highlights, and they're insane. I mean, they're, in a regular car, there's no way anybody would ever Oh, no, those. not at all. You know what I watched this weekend? What's that? Or Actually, it was just a couple, of, a couple of days ago was this weekend, wasn't it? What's that new race movie that's out? With uh, oh, uh, driven? No, not driven. Huh, uh, Rush. 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 Yeah, yeah. I haven't got to see it yet, but I, I really like. Obviously, I've, a, I've been pretty much around the clock working yeah, on it. It was a good movie. Pieces. And then I uh, did some Google searching on the the two racers. That's a good story. I enjoyed it. It was based on a true story, right? Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. the Indy Indy five hundred, the Indy cars. Now those those guys are cool. Are nuts. Those, those cars guys are, cool. are going twice as fast as NASCAR, right? Uh, they're going about 20, 30 miles an hour faster. Oh, well, but, I thought it was but, when, but when you're already... Those things are like go-karts. Yeah, when, when you're already going 200, 20, 30 miles an hour is a pretty big difference. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, and you, you, there's no protection yeah. above you. I bet that's kind of freaky. Yeah, that's I, I've, I've never driven one of those. I mean, I, w- I would like to, but... You know, obviously it looks Man, like it'd be hard looks to like get a logo on one of those cars. Yeah, it'd be tiny. Couldn't get it as big, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. no. Stick stick with the truck. We like the truck. Yeah. <laughs> I think you probably get it bigger on a truck than you would uh, a NASCAR a car. car with that bed. Yeah, the See, I did that just to help you all out. That's right. Exactly. Yeah. You're gracious. As far as guns you've owned in the past, is there one out there that there's a little bitty part of you that's kind of embarrassed to say, yeah, I, I own that gun? No, I really, really don't. Um, mm. You know, other than the BB gun and a little wooden <laughs> click gun I had as a kid that killed all kinds of bad guys. Yeah. Other than that, that's really the no. only one I can think of. BB guns are, are the exception to the rule. You never be ashamed to have owned a, a BB gun. Unless you carry, if you carry one as an adult. If that's your truck that's gun. <laughs> yeah. But my, my friends and I helped control the bird population when we were kids with our BB <laughs> guns. But did, didn't we all? Oh, squirrels. you know what? Yeah. We just... never got a squirrel. Oh, yeah? Yeah, you must have had to be a good shot to, or, you know, Oh, that'd be being close target. range. No, I had a, this powerful. You pump that sucker up. One of the ones you can pump. Eighty or ninety times. Yeah. yeah. I just pop off worms. That just reminded me of something. I did when I first got in college. Carry a BB gun in my car what? for self defense. More as a show thing. I know it's stupid, but I was nineteen well, years old. Was that before they had the campus gun laws? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it looked like a pistol. It looked like a little nineteen eleven, but. Yeah, it was like one of those CO two. Yeah, it was more just. Those things uh, are powerful. Let, like let me tell you a little story. Just... My my great grandfather, uh, there was someone trying to to rob our. He owned a trucking company, and um, he had on a sweat jacket, and he had a little nubby finger, and he just stuck his finger in his in the pocket of a sweat jacket and acted like in the <laughs> a little the, nubby finger. Yeah, the, 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 uh, the was it a hunting accident? Is that why he's got a nubby finger? You know, I I don't remember the or story on, on on what happened, but. Um, <laughs> Anyway, the the guy didn't stick around to see if it was real or not. So yep. It worked. Would you need a CCNF to legally carry that around? Concealed carry nubby finger? Nubby finger. <laughs> you probably will one day. They'll make that illegal, too. <laughs> and, and we know you've, you've told me this, that you're relatively new and experienced in the, in the firearm industry. But you've probably thought about it. What is the next gun that you would like to own? Whether it be just for collection or for personal use i got a friend of mine has one of the the big colt gangster type guns and i really had a good time shooting that uh, 45 maybe yeah i think that's okay it. there colt we go 45 like 1911 that's what that would be I, I, th- I think that's what it, <laughs> it, it, is that a gangster shine. gun am i right there yeah, like, yeah. well it, was, it tries to jump out of your hand Car- you shoot cartel. Yeah, that would be a 1911 yeah. Yeah. yeah mexican cartels and that's the one as you get more into it, especially with clutch defense You'll see that there's this big rivalry between polymer guns like Glocks and XDs and Smith Wesson M and P's and 1911s. And there's 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 this. Can I can I change my answer because I think we're going to have an affiliation with Glock at question. <laughs> oh, okay. Well then, uh, no, 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 no. You're stuck. No, you're stuck. It's not necessarily between the companies. It's just people who, and you know, both of them have valid. That points, was a good answer. You know? There, there's 1911s that have been in in service for since 19, 1911s and, have been around for over 100 years. Yeah, you know, so and, and that's their that's their claim to fame. You and know. Glocks are relatively new and they function and they hardly ever have malfunctions. And we like both of them. We're just gun guys. We I like, like everything. Yeah, if it fires, we like it. Even except, except for my Morrison 380. <laughs> <laughs> so I've decided to start a new project. What's that? I want to build an AR from scratch. And wait, wait. 
Let me get my psychic abilities out. I uh, bet you're going to do a 300 blackout. Bingo. <laughs> <laughs> Not that you've been talking about it for months. <laughs> I know it. I kept going back and forth on which 300 I wanted, and then I found one that I thought I wanted, and I was like, you know what? I really want to build one. I've I've started the quest for accumulating the parts, and I've got the lower lower parts kit. I've got uh, the butt stock and buffer assembly. Got my grip that I'm going to use. My grips, um, my hand guard. I may change it out. I don't know if it's going to work or not, but we're going to see. I just ordered it because it looked really cool. I don't know if it's going to be long enough or not for what I need. And so I need what I'm still in search of is the upper. Basically, uh, I need a barrel. I need the upper receiver, the mm-hmm. BCG bolt carrier group, uh, charging handle, and the springs and whatnot for the upper, and the gas block. And what else do I mean? There's probably a whole lot more I need. I, I do have a professional assisting me with this build. Nice. So, Sean. Okay, good. That makes me feel better about my long-term relationship <laughs> with talking about <laughs> Sean has agreed to to guide me in this venture. Okay. And then also got our buddy Jim Irwin. Oh. Gotcha. Uh, is offering his advice uh, as well, and a couple other people. So awesome! Uh, it should be a good project. I'm planning on uh, filming it uh, from start to finish. YouTube, gonna yeah, boob tube it, <laughs> or YouTube. Yeah, yeah, I think it's YouTube. I think everybody knows what I mean. So, I hope so. Uh, look for that. There again, we go back into the reference about the Pearl Jam deal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. He's perfect for this show. It all, it all ties in. <laughs> So that's an upcoming project that uh, we have for the Talking Lead Show. Talking about new stuff, we've got a little new segment here, a little quickie. We're going to start throwing out uh, every week or so, whenever we have him pop in. It's our Man on the Street. So here is our first Man on the Street interview. Talking Lead, Man on the Street. Welcome to Talking Leads, straight shooting on the street. I'm Leadhead Jerome at the Auto Parts Store. I'm with William. William, what is two mean to you? Well, I mean, it's a fundamental right. The way I look at it is like this. Humans designed weapons in order to do a multitude of things. None of them outwardly uh, hostile in nature. Hunting, uh, defense, and it's our right to pretty much protect ourselves under any circumstances against all threats, foreign and domestic. It's a right that should not be infringed. Times have changed. But at the same time, government also changes. It changes both for the better and for the worse time, time, from time to time. Things aren't the way they used to be. Our threats are a lot more dangerous than they used to be. They're a lot more... It takes a lot less to do a lot more these days than it used to. Um, how did you get started with guns? I always had an obsession with anything that was mechanical. And it boiled down to, you know, okay, how does this work? Okay, you know... You're, watch TV shows, you watch movies, naturally it's there. So it's like, okay, how does this work? How does this work? And you got your old cowboy and Indians games when you're a kid. And then you know, my gra- both of my grandfathers were ex-military. One Navy, one Army. Uh, both Korea. And they, when they retired, moved out to the woods. And out there, you know, everyone's got a shotgun or a bolt-action hunting rifle of some sort. And we'd go out there and just shoot targets and things of that nature. And I just never let go of them. Do you have any military or law enforcement experience? I worked for Blackwater for three and a half years. Blackwater. Um, okay. That says a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I was a merc. Yeah, they used to tell us, it's like, anytime we'd get into an airport terminal, all the uh, servicemen would look at us funny and say, I know who you are. You're wearing a Hawaiian shirt and you're going past security. It's like, yeah, 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 pay no attention. <laughs> Um, okay, when it comes to pop culture, uh, movies, comic books, video games, what do you do to get your gun fit? Um, anything realistic, to a degree. I mean, of course, everything has its own plot, but, you know, I I love movies that are historically based. You know, foreign films are really good, too, because they have a different sense of what a firearm is to them as to, you know, as opposed to what the Americans idea of it is. They're a lot more open and a lot more accepting of pretty much anything. I mean, as you know, even in England, hence all the James Bond films that came out and still continue to come out. Um, you know, I like movies like, you know, Boondock Saints and because they use a variety of things in there. And then there's movies I like to watch because I know there's a certain piece or two that a main character uses that I tend to keep in my collection. Like, for instance, the movie Snatch, where the big guy's got the 50 Action Express Desert Eagle, and he's, you know, 
putting holes in the wall. Where mine says Desert Eagle point five oh on the side, yeah. and yours says replica. replica. Exactly. Yeah. Great movie. That's what made me buy one. <laughs> and it is it is a hand cannon. It is a lovely weapon. Not all that good for carry conceal, obviously, because it's huge. But it is a fun thing to have. All right. Well, I thank you. Yes, sir. That's pretty cool. So thanks to Can Jerome. Can we say his name? Listener Jerome, yeah. Jerome. Yeah. Thanks to Jerome for uh Where's Jerome out of Georgia? He's out of Georgia. He's out of Georgia. That was very uh, creative and we appreciate that. He was one that, of our, our original leadheads. One of the first that popped up That's on right. Facebook. That's and right. And he's he always sends us some good content. If you check our our Facebook page, he's always posting great links on yeah. there and great information. The, uh, I actually think I so think he is a he's a true dedicated leadhead. Didn't he win the 22 Plinkster trivia? Yes, cuz he was got that the, him? he got the Tic Tacs and he sent us a picture of him. He ate all Speaking the Tic Tacs. Speaking of winners, <laughs> yes. We need to good announce point. the Rob Pincus uh put me over 20,000 Facebook page contest. We'll do that at the end of the show. Uh at the what the announce the winner? Yeah. So that's coming up toward the end of the show. We'll, <laughs> we'll make that announcement. <laughs> This is the most organized radio show I've ever been a part of. It is. Uh, 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 <laughs> Trust me. Well, well, let me back up. This when is the, we this, edit the, it, the, it the, the, the second most organized uh, radio show I've been, a, I've been a part of. Uh, you're, you're taught by the guy that called me on a cell phone, and his cell phone died during the interview. So, <laughs> so, so, so the interview what went dead there. That was just the end of it. That was the end of it. That was awesome. <laughs> I, about, about 45 minutes later, I got a text, sorry, my phone died. Uh, I think we got enough. <laughs> well, hopefully uh, when Zeke gets home, uh, or I get whoever's going to edit this, uh, there's a, it actually recorded. So That's always <laughs> our worst nightmare. Yeah. We, like, there's we, nothing here. Our our first big show that we had. Do you, do you ever watch any of the gun YouTube channels? I haven't yet. Okay, well, Hickok Forty Five is probably the biggest, and these Hickok Forty Five came on the show, and we had all this nice setup. You know, the, the expensive mics, mixing board. We were in the radio station. We were all excited to have him on the show. He was our first guest, you know, and it was a big guest to have. Um, I forgot to switch the computer input to nice. come from this. So the entire yeah. thing was recorded on that itty bitty microphone. Sounded like we were recording it with our phone. Yeah, it sounded like we were in a cave. Yeah, oh, it was bad. Embarrassing. So we haven't we haven't done one where we didn't record the show. We did one where we missed about fifteen minutes and had to go back and start over. But we haven't missed a whole show thinking it was recorded. Knock on wood. So with the, with the NASCAR racing and the NASCAR truck series, um, have you ever had any of the big wrecks that everybody seems to watch the races to see? It happens from time to time. Okay. <laughs> Pretty intense. You personally? Yeah, yeah it's uh, you know it's one of those things that's inevitable, and that is actually the when you go to any sort of speaking engagement or any time mm-hmm. you you know address race fans, especially ones that are, are new to the sport. Three questions you get the most: Have you ever wrecked? How fast does it go? And what do you have to do when you go to the bathroom? <laughs> those, oh wow! Those, I never thought of that one. Those, those are the three questions you get. But um, yeah, I've. Uh, I had a couple bad ones over my days. What's your most memorable? Most memorable was the... Well, if it was that bad, he probably doesn't remember. (laughs) Actually, actually I do. Um, They record all of them. (laughs) Exactly. I I have video evidence to prove it. Is it it like football games where after the game, your teammates get in the room and they film it and they replay the bad hit and say, oh, look at that. You're sitting there going, come on, dude. Yeah, actually, it it is something like that. But, you you know, my response, and and, and I wasn't on top of my game, but usually when somebody asks me if I ever wrecked, my first response is, you've never YouTubed me, have you? (laughs) (laughs) So there we go. We just YouTube it. Which which actually, yeah, the the worst wreck I've ever had was at Bristol, and that was actually in a late model. It's the first time late models went to, and going back to what we talked about earlier with the safety innovations since Dale Earnhardt's accident, they came up with what's called the safer barrier, which is basically... It's about two feet wide, and it's instead of the car just or truck just hitting the concrete, it's a like a metal rail that has um, sort of. I'm going to use the, t- the word styrofoam. It's not exactly styrofoam, but just mm. for explanation purposes, that's what I'm going to say. That um, you know the wall actually moves. It's called a safer barrier. Sure. Also, it's mislabeled a lot of times as a soft wall. That's what people like to call it. But there's there's nothing soft about it. <laughs> but it's definitely a lot better than crashing the concrete. But anyway, this yeah. is this is back before the safer barrier. So it's got a little give to it. Yeah, I, and it makes a huge difference when you hit it versus versus hitting concrete. But at, at Bristol, I was running third on the last lap, blew a right front tire, hit the wall, and you know if we got over looking close to 
if I was inside the truck, the steering wheel was right on top of you. You have to take the steering wheel on and off to get out of the truck. This wreck was so bad, the steering wheel was way over to my right. I didn't even have to take it off to get out. It I hit oh, with the man. right oh, front. Wow. It bent the frame on the left rear. Holy cow. Yeah. It that was, was one of the first questions I and asked. And my you. neck still hurts. <laughs> wow. It's like, hey, somebody stole your steering wheel. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, it's in the windshield, dumbass. Well, let's just go with those three questions. How fast do you go? At Talladega, this, well, let me back up to Daytona, which I was fastest in practice. That lap was 189 miles per hour. So we're going to be you know, truck. Dance, okay. dancing around 190. In a friggin' truck. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. And, of course, my favorite question I've heard so far, <laughs> how do you go to the bathroom? Well, what most people don't realize is it's so hot inside the trucks. You You're know, it, it's an average of 130 degrees plus inside the trucks, plus we're wearing the, the fire suit, sure. which is basically like wearing winter coveralls. And you sweat, so, I mean, you can lose 10 to 15 pounds during a race. I have to start hydrating like three days before the race. Wow. And plus, I'm sure that's the last thing on your mind. Exactly. Well, every, every every now and then it'll come up where you think, ah, I don't know if I'm going to make it or not. But uh, w one time at a race in St. Louis, it was so hot, um, and I'd been, you know, I just just chug water and Pedialyte and Gatorade, whatever, before the race. We're getting in um, right after national anthem. I was thinking, man, I got to pee. Yeah. And you know, it was this was in and actually in July, and for whatever reason, it is so freaking hot in St. Louis, but. The, we were supposed to race at night the, on a Friday night. Well, the electricity, there's massive power outage in the area, and uh, the race had to be postponed till 12 o'clock the next day. Oh, wow. And it was just like an asphalt jungle out there, and just all the heat radiates in that place. But strapped in, I was thinking, man, I've got it. There's no way I'm going to make it through this race without having to go to the bathroom. And 15 minutes later, I didn't think about it anymore. <laughs> and then after the race, I'm just, like, so hot and... Um, just chugging water gatorade right and left left there and um it was like seven hours later before i ever really went to the bathroom you, had to go so, you know it went from i'm not gonna be able to hold it that's to, probably the top question asked of race car nascar drivers and astronauts you have another venture going on too called clutchdefense.com and that's kind of one of the ways we got connected with our well, it's not clutchdefense.com. It's just Clutch Defense, right? Yes, but the website, the website is Clutch Defense. What well, that, that we would really, really like people to go to is clutchdefense.com. <laughs> the honey hole? Exactly, the honey the hole. Honey hole. <laughs> what exactly is that? Or should we let our guest phone caller uh, give well, us a little? Let's let our expert analysis, um, Lloyd Weidman, tell us about that. All right, Lloyd, Lloyd, welcome it. to the show. Dear Lord, I apologize and be with you. <laughs> well, thank you very much. It's great to be here, Clay uh, uh, and, and company. Uh, you know, Clutch Defense is kind of a master child that was born from uh, doing a lot of other things well, but not well enough to be a millionaire. So we, uh, we, we concocted a new plan, and I suckered Clay to get involved with it on the NASCAR side. And uh, what we're doing, actually, is, is working a disaster preparedness store in a local community in, in mid-Missouri, about an hour west of St. Louis, kind of strategically located off of Interstate 70 between uh, Columbia, where the University of Mizzou is at, and uh, uh, in the city of St. Louis. And this, this store will focus mostly on camping, hunting, disaster preparedness, and some tactical uh, uh, different genres of people that we, we feel that could utilize uh, the, the resources, uh, the knowledge, and the products that we want to sell. Uh, the the concept was born from working with and then NASCAR for the last oh going on 14 years myself on the marketing side. I've been the marketing director of a Sprint Cup team, and you know, lo and behold, that's how I got to meet Clay, and we, we've been really good friends. Uh, and through this, also met another gentleman who's a, a Green Beret that uh, has brought us into the fold in their community, and he was showing some neat things from ammunition, where we can locate the hard-to-get stuff uh, when the market goes dry, and uh, he shared a lot of circles of influence, and, and through that, we got introduced into the community. I approached Clay, and I said, here's the plan, here's what we got going on, you know, there's, there's a lot of active shooters out there and some, some recreational shooters that just can't get it, any ammo, and when they do, it's, it's so doggone expensive, no one can afford it. I mean, it's the price of a truck. Oh, yeah. So, that's, uh, that was it. It was kind of born out of necessity to try to help the local community get things at a reasonable cost so that they can actually take care of their families versus trying to sell their firstborn into slavery so that they could uh, raise the money to, <laughs> to feed the family. Now, is y'all's y'all's website is still under construction, right? As yeah, as of time we right. go on the air, it should be up and running. Okay, yeah. I was gonna say I do that on yeah. the side if y'all need a little help with it. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, we've been building this. Yeah. 
it uh we we should be live data tonight. I mean we do work it. We have them working it on the backside. It's uh, credit card processors. I have a tendency right now to lean away from anything they consider high risk, which right. is what they're classifying ammunition sales as. Right. So um, we are going to hammer them with sales. We just scored a really sweet brand new two two three uh, fifty five grain deal that will. Uh, be a very reasonable cost even when the market goes back up we uh it's all american made uh we've got some frange ammo we've got uh we've got new ss109 actually put into a 223 casing um so it's a is that uh, going to be brass i'm sorry is that going to be brass yeah it'll be brass and it's not lake city (laughs) nice good good you going to be uh you going to be getting into the 300 blackout we, uh, I have a cousin up here that's uh, up in Lincoln County, uh, Missouri, working with the sheriff's department. He's got a, a blackout, and I was basically told that if I didn't carry the ammo, I may wind up in a field confessing to crimes I've never committed. Good for him. <laughs> yes. Good for him. <laughs> boy. So you're going to be my go-to for that. Uh, uh, hopefully, he's a, he's a lot of other people's go-to for that stuff, too. <laughs> but I'm first in line. I'm, I'm calling dibs. <laughs> so, yeah, this one thing. Go ahead. No, no, please go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I was going to kind of wrap up with the ammo stuff, so go ahead. What were you going to say, one thing? Well, we've been looking and watching the gun shops around here, excuse me, the gun shows, and the folks that go to these, uh, we've been witness to people wanting to buy ammo, but they're limited to one or two boxes. I've never understood that philosophy. If you've got to sell and the person's there ready to make the purchase, hook a brother up. So we are, when we do these shows... We'll do them there through the Nashville area. If we're in your backyard, we'll definitely invite you out. But sure. uh, if we bring uh, if we bring buckets or truckloads full, we're uh, if you can if you've got the coin, you can walk with it. You know? nice. but, uh, we're going to do our best to, to beat everybody in the market. You know, whether it's a few pennies or a few dimes, um, you know, still make it a, a win-win for everybody. That's exciting. Now, you guys are going to do the online thing too, where people can order it uh, online from from all over the United States, right? We're legal, obviously. Correct. We're illegal, yeah. <laughs> and uh, that's uh, that's the the trick of the trade. There is knowing which communities allow you to ship ammo to, which ones will allow you to move body armor. You know, how do you verify who's eighteen, who's not a felon, all that that fun stuff. But that's what the attorneys are for. They'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right, exactly. right. And I know you guys will get that all ironed out too. So we're looking forward to that. That's going to be awesome. Clutch Defense, ClutchDefense dot com. Yep. Could be, could end up being our new ammunition honey hole. It could be. Could be. <laughs> well, uh, we can definitely can get you guys lots of exposure. Yeah, I don't know if I should tip the hand or not, but on our two two three and our five five six, we are first in line for two million a month in production, all brand new. Uh-oh. So if, uh, awesome. if this grows where it's at, we're set. That's and about nine mil and a. That's about. Ahead. I was gonna say that's about how much we shoot a month. <laughs> about, about two million rounds, so that's perfect. So that's ours. It's perfect for us. <laughs> Can we lay claim to it? Eat, <laughs> eat it like Wheaties. We got uh, with that. Uh, we're going to deal with an import too. Uh, we, we found some really cool stuff coming back. That's all NATO specs. That uh, uh, is uh, surplus, and we're getting this. Uh, you know, a very reasonable cost, even imported. And no. uh, we're doing that through a third party that can do it legally. And uh, so there'll be a lot of opportunities for the folks on a very tight budget as well as those that want the high-end, you know, lead list type Liberty ammo type stuff. So we'll have a little bit for everybody. Uh, are there are there measures in place for when you go out and you do, you know, get that surplus ammo from these other countries to, to test for the sabotage crap? Yes, we do. We actually, when it comes to the port of import, we can do a full inspection and we can random pull uh, up to 10,000 rounds per uh, well, it comes over in, in, I call it big cases, but yeah. uh, essentially you can pull those out, randomly shoot, and you can see what the fail rate is. And if it's acceptable, uh, you know you're taking averages. You might get the 10,000 that are really good, or you might get the 10,000 that are all does. But, uh, yeah, there's a little bit of checks and balances there. There's always the risk, but that's what the third party's for. We just mitigate our risk when we purchase from the third party based off of what works or what doesn't. They're the yeah. ones that... You know, ultimately, you're taking the risk. Well, we appreciate. Oh, go ahead. Well, I don't know if you're kicking us off already. I could talk for an hour nonstop. Oh, well, if you if you can talk about ammo nonstop for an hour, we go for it. Go for it. Yeah. Well, we've been watching. Uh, you know, uh, 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 one of the heads of the 
uh, I can't really say who he was, but let's just say he was a person of significant influence within uh, the Special Forces community, was telling us to kind of keep an eye on our local communities and, and look for things, very subtle changes, and that would be an indicator that things were ramping up. And it was part of the reason why my wife and I uh, moved back to, from North Carolina back to Missouri, where family's at. And uh, granted, the NSA is listening, so I'll just spill the beans everywhere. And, <laughs> uh, when we came across the river, we were passing the airport where the old uh, Air National Guard used to be, and we noticed a ramp up of there's like 75 brand new fully armored Hummers with all the ammo crates in outside. Probably two or three million rounds of 50 cal sitting there. <laughs> you know, it's, yeah. Like, well, okay, that's not normal. The red and flag. We got, yeah. our, we got out here to our little community of 7,000 people, and I noticed there was several new Hummers, and then you get these armored transports and. Then there's two, and that turned to three, and three became six. And now we're like, well, those are only used for patrol, urban patrols. Why, why would they have those in our little community? That's, a, that's an engineering, you know. It's a, so it's we're starting to see, like, it, almost as if they're preparing for something. I don't know if it's a civil uprising or if it's some other, you know, something else. I don't, I don't know. I just hope that, yeah. you know, we win. <laughs> as far as ammo goes, are you seeing more? Are y'all having issues getting twenty two? Because I know that's one thing that we see around here. Nine and twenty two, tough to get. Are y'all seeing that you're going to have an issue getting twenty two and nine? Yes and no. The nine, or we're going to have more accessibility than we'll do the twenty two. And and we've reached out to several manufacturers here, and they're just so overloaded. You know, they're at one hundred percent capacity, and some of them have waiting lists over eighteen months. So it's yeah, well, my mentor was on the board at Freedom Group, and he um, he tried to help us out a little bit. But I mean, there's only so much he could do, uh, and it just it's near impossible. What 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 I'm seeing is almost like the stocks, and you would almost think maybe uh, Koch Brothers or somebody has their fingers or uh, you know Goldman Sachs because it's like <laughs> expands in one area and contracts in another, and there it's whoever's there making the money is doing a mighty fine job. Yeah. yeah. Now, are you guys planning being on uh, being a shot show in January? Um, maybe as spectators. I mean, we don't see a need for us to be there with a little booth or a table. It's just just the nature of the business. You know, we're going to be going right to the the consumers. Right. So I think we'd rather the hotel bill in our pocket and use that to go to Daytona instead and watch play win. <laughs> there you go. Or you could take that money and go to the blackjack table and put all of it on red, <laughs> and then either double up or just go home. I say just put it on Clay. He'll win at Daytona. On, 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 hey, on, Clay. On, on a serious note, Daytona and Talladega. Uh-huh. When um, when Vegas puts the the odds, yeah, puts that out. I think they do it on Saturday morning for the Truck Series. Uh huh. I can make somebody some money this weekend. <laughs> nice. But because I, I don't I don't know what they are, but I assume they're gonna, they're going to be pretty great. Nice. Yes. Well, let me ask you guys this. You, you kind of gave me a few questions there. I mean, I've been listening to there on YouTube and stuff. Great job. You guys are hilarious. I mean, it's, Appreciate it's, it, man. Right. Thanks, man. Uh, what are you seeing? What are you hearing from other folks? I mean, He's I'm clearly not, not in the studio in the shop right now. Is he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it, it's funny because we that's what our show topic was going to be tonight, is kind of finding little ammo honey holes. And, you know, around here, everything's coming back. In the Nashville area, You'll still see some places that are slim on nine. A lot of people that just Walmart don't have is still ha, still has people lining up an hour before the truck gets there to right. buy the ammo. I don't know what they're thinking. The ammo is back. It's out there. If you go to uh, like Academy, yeah, they're wall to wall with everything except the twenty two and the nine right now, yeah. and you can get get all you want. And there's no limit, you know, on it. And I'm sure, you know, uh, was it Bass? We got yeah. bass around here. Bass Pro is the same way, and most of your your gun uh, shops, the Nashville Armories, the On Targets, mm-hmm. uh, I've not had any problem getting ammo at those places either. And what's funny is there, there's even little, you know, talking about honey holes. There's little places in Tennessee <laughs> that are like little gas stations in rural areas where you can stop mm-hmm. in, and they've got a shelf full of ammo. And I've seen a couple that I'm not going to say where. <laughs> You're not going to give away your sold out tomorrow. Your honey hole, or they have nine and they have twenty two, just because people don't realize they sell ammo. But a lot of these places that are gas stations, but also call themselves bait shops. Uh-huh. I'll give a little hint there. Maybe you can find some stuff there. Yeah. Well, you know, um, co-op. But if you don't want to go through all that trouble of riding around looking for bait shops, you can just go to ClutchDefense.com. That's right. Yeah, ClutchDefense.com. ClutchDefense.com will take care of everything you guys need. You don't even have to waste your gas, right? 
Exactly. We got we go. we and need gonna, we need to set up a little code with you guys to where they type in talking lead at the end and uh, yeah, you guys give them a hat or a little discount or something. Yeah, we could we could definitely do that. Maybe tie it into Clay's uh, '68 truck there and do a little yeah. you know, talking lead '68 there something you go. like that and make put a code. Perfect. Nice. And we're, Perfect. we're always open for feedback too. I mean, uh, you know, we're young. We're starting out. We can't just populate the earth with a bunch of fun stuff on the site. We, you know, we're being a little strategic, but if Tell folks want stats. something specifically, you know, we'll put the hounds under the sand and see if we can't find something for them. Well, I think we can definitely help you out with that, uh, with our listenership and followers. Push you out we there can help. Bit. We can definitely help get you out there. No problem. Not as much as Clay winning this weekend, but... Yeah, not as much as Clay winning, but that's going to be kind of go hand in hand, the two of those. Yeah, they both complement well, you know each that. other. That's right. See, now I'm in a non-negotiable situation. I just have to win. There's no, there's no, well, well, like no, we talked earlier, no way out of it. For the exposure, you either need to win or wreck. And or I did that glorious, last year, so we don't yeah, like glorious to do that. Wreck, so we won't wreck. But then yeah. he had another one. He's going to have it on his uniform. He can get in a fight. Yeah, so if I get in a fight with anybody, if that'll just blow fight, the exposure yeah. through you, the roof. If you yeah. won and yeah. then crashed your car at the end into somebody else and then got out yeah but i still gotta i still no, gotta pay for my car if he what, crashes the car he needs what, to get what out. if i crash somebody else then they come looking for trouble okay yeah okay. pick a fight yeah, but yeah, you exactly. need to get out and start running around screaming i'm on fire <laughs> <laughs> you gotta you gotta strip down to your undies <laughs> yeah yeah and what, what i need to do before that is write uh clutch defense and talking about with the sharpie on my back oh, <laughs> yeah <laughs> Oh, we gotta do talking this. lead boxers. We gotta do this with. We gotta do some fake commercials with him. <laughs> Running around, I'm on fire. No, yeah. just like just like Ricky Bobby did those those. Mm. Hi, I'm Ricky Bobby. <laughs> yeah. And if you don't listen to talking lead, like then f- you exactly. <laughs> well, it will happen tonight. Yes. <laughs> Perfect. You know, we'll bleep that, it in the video. Uh, we, we could really hook that kind of a marketing uh, uh, push into the the, the NASCAR fan base. I mean, you think about it, NASCAR's got a total base of just a little over 75 million, which is about one-third of the U.S. adult population. Even if we got 10% of that following it, I mean, we could probably sell some some Clay Greenfield boxer shorts talking lead. (laughs) Heck yeah. Absolutely. Talking lead needs to be the front for obvious reasons, and then clutch defense in the back for obvious reasons. We're on a roll here. <laughs> t-shirts. I see t-shirts. Yeah. Yep. The, 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 the train's already off the track rolling down the hill and, and, and on fire by now. You may end up having yeah. to change your number to 69. <laughs> I, I got a tweet with someone begging me to do that just, just the other day, actually. That's awesome. By, by the way, my Twitter, at Clay Greenfield. Feel free to follow me. Yeah, definitely. That, actually, I just followed you about 10 seconds ago. Sure, appreciate it. it so. Is anybody allowed to use 69? Is NASCAR just not? Yeah, I was actually um, a, a team had originally hired me to to drive a 69 truck this year and the, and the deal kind of came apart at the last minute okay i would but just yeah it's pc correct as nascar tries to be they would but of course it's just because it's a nice looking number for no other reason that we're asking at all it has a lot of semblance <laughs> people were born in 69 it's very you know what's the word i'm looking for i don't know i don't know where you're going with that i don't either it's a good marketing piece because if you had to pull a tony stewart it end up upside down on the track. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's true yep. <laughs> that's a good point I, I, I was always told to stay away from those numbers that look the same upside down as, <laughs> as they do outside right yeah nice or you could go with like 11 and yeah. it's it's the same all directions there you go. 88 yeah there we go well lloyd we appreciate you calling in man we'll definitely check out clutch defense clutchdefense.com and check <laughs> check them out at the along with the talking lead at the talladega race this weekend yeah definitely yeah well, it's been a, it's been a talking with you all man we pretty appreciate hope to see you guys again uh if not just at the track but just in and around the community and if you ever get jesse ventura on man i'll be listening Oh, that, Is we're, you boy? we're working on it. <laughs> I have a question. You're talking about. Is it true, false? I'm good at those. Well, it could be true, false. Yes, no. I could make it a true, false. You, you could answer true, true or false. false. Here we go. True or false. Have you ever, or has anyone. I was going to say that's a yes or no answer. <laughs> Wait, no. But, but yeah, I can, we'll I, I yes can say no. I can say true or false if you like. It's hot in this, uh, it's a 50/50. this, this garage. <laughs> Yeah. Um, See, we're not one of those big teams. Actually, we do have air conditioner. While we're sitting here with the door up in 80 degrees, I'm not really sure. <laughs> but about this time of day, these giant mosquitoes start coming in, so we're going to have to shut the door oh, in a little yeah. while and 
Heck yeah. T- turn on the AC. Mosquitoes like me too much. I don't like those suckers. Have you ever had the uh, the deuce urge <laughs> what? while you're riding around? Well, we talked about <laughs> urinating. <laughs> Fortunately, I never have. Have you known anybody that has? Yes. <laughs> They had to. Currently, one of the drivers that is in the chase for the NASCAR Sprint Cup Championship has a pretty embarrassing story about that. But oh, really? I'm not going to throw him under the bus because karma will come. <laughs> yeah, let's save that for another show. Yeah. Do, do they have cameras on the uh, dashboard and stuff? Uh, not in my truck. Oh, you know, it cost ten thousand dollars. That's Are to put serious? a camera. Yeah. It cost. Yeah, the team. You know, whatever sponsor. You know, of course, you're guaranteed. TV time, but you have to pay ten grand to get it. Wow! Yeah, per race. Yeah. So if y'all want one, you know, <laughs> absolutely not. Wow! <laughs> not this girl. You win, then maybe. Yeah. So trivia okay. question from well, no, not trivia question, but the winner from the Rob Pincus deal. Yeah. You getting Rob Pincus to twenty thousand. Twenty thousand. We we have a winner, and the winner is Kyle N from Wisconsin. So, Kyle, if you're listening, we'll have to put this on Facebook and YouTube, too, because we... Yeah, we'll post it on there also, but uh, if you guys know Kyle in from Wisconsin, let him know. Yep. Um, Can I say a little more precise Wisconsin? Yeah. Black River Falls, Wisconsin. There you go. Kyle from Black River Falls, Wisconsin. You are the winner of the Rob Pincus Prize Package. And he got a lot Congratulations, of ICE swag there. So yeah, send cool us stuff. your info on our email, talkingled at gmail.com. We'll get that to you. As far as trivia question for this week, let's make it Clay Greenwood related. Greenwood? Who, who is Clay Greenwood? Yeah, we'd like Dude, to know who. I, oh, my bad. Yeah. <laughs> Do you I'll, think it's proud to be an American? Yeah. <laughs> Although that Lee Greenwood's cousin, yeah, don't feel bad when I raced the UARA Star Series. Uh-huh. The announcer, I raced there two full seasons. The announcer, when he was announcing everybody, you know, we'd pull yeah. up on the front straight away and stop, do driver introductions. And I was Clay, some sort of green something that I'm not every race. Actually, it may have been Greenwood. I, I, I think that's well, what he said. Well, you already have the, the Lee Greenwood stuff going, so it's easy to just roll off your mouth, I guess. I don't know. And I'm proud to be in America. <laughs> Clay Greenfield. And that should be easy to remember. Exactly. Just redo it. See, my, my, my first name and my last name all tie into the same... Um, Clay. And Field. Green. And Field. Yeah, see? And we'll yeah. never forget it again. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm just trying to make it easy for people. I think that's what my parents were going for. <laughs> or they were just sitting on the porch. You know, we're going to name them. Clay. Clay. That's a green field out there. <laughs> sure is a green field. Green field. Yeah. <laughs> when, What's your middle name? Michael. Damn, oh, that don't tie that just in. Kind of the <laughs> whole thing. Screwed the whole <laughs> philosophy. Yeah, here. but but see, you know, you have these um, prominent names or you people, you know, this really analytical concept of how they came up with their name. Mm-hmm. Pretty easy to figure out where Greenfield came from. Yeah, yeah, pretty pretty simple. Yeah, yeah. the history behind Greenfield. Yeah, farmers. Yeah, most likely, um, or Shit. landscapers. <laughs> One of the two. <laughs> We've mentioned his number a bunch, so everybody knows the 68. What was the no, he said no, no, at the no. beginning of the show? Highest position he's ever finished in a race. How about that? Well, I won a bunch of times. I think about 177 yeah. times. Oh, now you want to go throw it in there in the Camper World Truck Series? No, I haven't won that. Oh, <laughs> so. what's the highest place that Clay Greenfield, number 68, has? Did I say Greenwood? No, you just Phil. Okay, <laughs> has placed <laughs> in the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series. And what race was it? So it's a two-part question. To do a little research on that, find out, and get back with us. And the winner will get something very cool. Yes. (laughs) A pat on the back. We'll figure it out. We'll we'll come up with something cool. I don't know. What do we got? (laughs) We'll do a video. If you don't like this guy that answered the question right, well, then f*** it. How about a Pincus DVD? There you go. The winner of that will get an ICE Personal Defense Network DVD, training DVD. And a, what are they called? Challenge coin. And a challenge coin. Yep. There we go. So look that up. Get back to us with that. I'd like to thank our sponsors once again, Firearms Radio Network. That's firearmsradio.tv. Are we not going to do... Son of a biscuit. Yeah, we are. So now it's time for Facts, 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 facts. And so, we're going to do a little different this time. Instead of gun related, it's going to be NASCAR related. Because we have Clay Greenfield here with us. <laughs> Number 68. So you have a, a myth, a little NASCAR truck myth that you got out there? Well, just what 
kind of irks me, gets under my skin a little bit, is, um, you know, especially new fans to NASCAR, they think that all the cars and trucks out on the track are, are equal and just the guy went and drives the hardest and, you know, you get out and that guy really wanted it. That's why he won today. Well, no, that's 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 really not the case. And people don't realize how dependent uh, the equipment you're racing against, you know, that you have on the racetrack is there's millions of dollars that goes into to most of the teams and you know you sort of look around our shop and you see there's definitely not millions of dollars sitting here and i don't know there probably is <laughs> you know there's so much technology that goes into the to the race trucks and the the big teams that literally work on four to six million dollar year budgets so mm-hmm. it, it's really tough for um you know you have a handful of teams that are just have so much more technology than than everybody else and <laughs> You know, there, there's such variations in equipment throughout the field that it's every, all the drivers that compete at the NASCAR level, they're obviously really good. And I would say that the equipment you're in is 90% of the success rate. And, you know, it's it's to the point where you can take a guy that's just okay, put him in the best equipment out there, and he's going to be pretty successful. But you could take the, the best driver in the world and put in the worst equipment, and, you know, he might make it, might pick it up a little bit, but it's not going to not going to be competitive so there's only so much the driver can do and i guess that's that's mainly um the biggest you know thing that gets under my skin because i haven't always had the opportunity to race in the best equipment i sort of feel like i've had chains around my ankles the whole time i've been in nascar never had the opportunity to really show what i can do but i know going to talladega we have a really good piece so yeah and i know that uh, there's probably a lot of our listeners that are nascar fans and probably some big hitters out there that might uh, one day like to sponsor a NASCAR. Anybody wants to do that, <laughs> go Get right ahead. Us, exactly. Right? We'll, we'll hook them up. Where would they go? You got a website? To... Yeah, I can be reached at ClayGreenfield.com or, okay. um, you know, surprisingly or not, I typically, you know, I'm a kind of sort of in a good place with my Twitter with, um, you know, big enough that I have a lot of followers. It's always entertaining. I whenever, saw you got the blue check mark. W- w- whenever I get on, I always have mentions. So if, if I get bored, there's always people to talk to on there. But I'm not so big that I'm still able to respond to most of you know most of my comments. Somebody comes at me with something that's creative or funny or entertaining, uh, I'm jump right back at it. Uh, you know, there's a lot of people. The interesting thing about Twitter is there's people that um, you know I just thought were entertaining or funny and followed, and uh, I consider them really close friends. Like my my favorite is uh, at NASARCASM, and he, he comes up with all kinds of freaking hilarious things about NASCAR. It's one of those things that... NASARCASM. I like that. Yeah, it, it, it's N-A-S-C-A-R-C-A-S-M. You know, he doesn't even know how to pronounce it. NASARCASM. <laughs> I, I, I call it NASARCASM because that's easier than saying NASCAR, NASARCASM, <laughs> because that, that's, that's really how it should technically be pronounced. But um, ended up just one of those things, if you're not a NASCAR fan, you may not necessarily get all of his jokes, but... I ended up inviting him to a race, and now uh, we talk almost every day. I consider him one of my best friends. Nice. That's That's awesome. So get a hold of them there if they want to sponsor, and then also make sure you watch the race. Or you can get in touch with us. And, yeah, Yeah. definitely you guys want to make sure you check out the race because we are sponsoring the car at uh, this race and hopefully the next race coming up. You can see our logo flying around that. So we've got the big talking lead on the uh, truck bed and on the sides. And what time? It's on Saturday, right? Yeah, Saturday, Saturday, I think I think coverage starts at 3 o'clock. On and Fox Sports 1, right? Yes, on Fox Sports Fox 1. Fox Sports 1. And practice and qualifying on Friday are also live on Fox Sports 1. Um, okay. I'm not sure the exact times on those, but, uh, you know, check Cool, your, so Friday. Awesome. Nice. Yeah. So the coverage starts. We're excited. We're I'm excited right. about going. Uh, this is going to be my first I'm race. glad to have you all on board. Um, yeah. Pepper's going to go, too. Uh, you'll get to meet Pepper. And we're just going to hang out and stay out of your way and... Hopefully, bring you some good luck. I hope so. You know what they say about redheads? I'll, I'll be screaming good luck. at the screen. If do people scream at NASCAR races? Oh yeah. Oh, okay. my, my my favorite thing <laughs> is I, I had a guy come up to me not too long ago and said, "Hey, did you hear me at Daytona cheering for you?" <laughs> <laughs> and I looked at him with a straight face and was like, "That was you." <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I'll throw. I don't know how, how do they set up seats there? Can you get on the track? No, no. Get well, on the track. Well, define on the track. That, that's, that's where you're going to be. You have to, you, you, yeah, yeah, you have area. to have, it's called the infield. But the infield? Okay. Sort of. I was going to say, that would you're, make you're, for you're, a You're somewhat track. on the right track. <laughs> that would make for one so I don't have to run race. across the track to get to the concession stand back and forth. <laughs> no. They're, they're <laughs> that, that's what makes it more interesting. That's why I said if we go to a race, it's so much bigger yeah, than It's all going to come to me when I get there, right? They just never show that part on TV because they don't want to You might get distracted in 
the campground and never make it to the <laughs> to the pit area. You're like on football games. You see you see people running through the opposite end zone when they're on the yeah, other end. Yeah. Uh, I didn't know if they did on the race. They'd run yeah. across the racetrack. That'd be a little more dangerous than a football game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh Lord. So I didn't actually think that that's what they did. <laughs> but sure. It, for awesome radio gold there. So. Yeah. <laughs> So thanks to our sponsors, FirearmsRadio.tv, our bandwidth sponsor. U.S. Elite Gear, us-elitegear.com. Make sure you go there and use the promo code TALKINGLED to get your big fat discount. All or Nothing Tattoo Studios, that's allornothingtattoo.com. And their gun-friendly merchandise store, strangleholdmerch.com. Holder and Green Professional Real Estate Services, HG Press, 1-800-615-1840, extension 2222. ICE Training, ICETraining.us. And our new sponsor, Clutch Defense, clutchdefense.com, and yep. Clay, Clay Greenfield, Greenfield, number 68, NASCAR Camping, Camping World, World Series Driver. 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 <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> Clay, thanks for joining us today, man. Hey, guys, this has been uh, some of the most uh, entertaining couple hours I've had in my life. And the second most organized radio show. Yeah, and the, the second, second most organized radio show I've been a part <laughs> of. You are that. Yeah. yeah. And give, your, give yourself a... A, 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 a sarcastic second most <laughs> organized radio show I've been a part of. <laughs> give yourself But a you're definitely the most fun by okay. far. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you. We're definitely going to have to take you to the range with us on one of our shows. Oh, yeah, I'd love oh, yeah. to. Yeah. yeah. You're in. All right. You're, you're in the crew. And the follow Clay, claygreenfield.com. It's and actually at Clay Greenfield on Twitter. And at Clay Greenfield on Twitter. Didn't you say you had Clay Greenfield? Oh, yeah, I do. I'm, 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 <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute. I didn't hallucinate. I've been to your website. <laughs> here here, here I'm dogging sure. you on that. I, I thought you were trying to uh, pitch the Twitter handle, but you are going for the website. You're <laughs> yes. trying to get it all. encompass yeah. everything. One big uh, pitch. Exactly. Being. So you have at Clay Greenfield on Twitter, and then ClayGreenfield.com is your website. Yes. And they can get in touch with you through the website or Twitter, either one. Exactly. If you want to be a sponsor, holler at us. We'll go to his website, and we're tweeting. And as always, left hand, keep, keep your, your loved, loved ones, ones close, close and your firearms closer. <laughs>